Hey guys. So it is currently twelve twenty-three AM on Wednesday, November twenty-third. I'm going to be leaving home to go pick up my sister in two, maybe three hours. I also have to get this episode out, but before anything, I wanted to talk to you guys one-to-one. I recorded this episode a couple weeks ago. I was very, very nervous. I'm very excited for you guys to see this interview. Wasn't my greatest job interviewing, but the stories in it are absolutely fantastic. And more than anything, you guys need to go watch the entire episode, and you guys need to make sure that you show only some love online to whoever may be watching or listening to this. If you're listening on an audio platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever, I love you. Thank you. If you're watching this on YouTube, what's up? You guys are like 90% of our demographic. (laughs) More than anything, I wanted to say that uh, this Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for you guys. Everybody that has allowed me to be able to do this for the last two years now. It's been just about two years. A little over two years since Jason and I started this. Even though I'm on my own now for the foreseeable future. I love doing this, and more than anything, I love hearing feedback from you guys and being able to see the love that you guys show others. So, show that love. Let us know what you think. If you want to come on the show, DM me at SkiDap on Twitter. I've joined Hive now. That's a thing, since Twitter's going down the shitter. Um, same, same tag there. But yeah, if you guys want to find me, uh, you know where. At skied up and everything, but um, I mean, I guess everything that I can. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys. You are why I'm able to do this. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Untitled Underqualified. This is uh, an unnumbered episode. I'm too lazy to count right now. And I am joined by a very special guest. Um, for a very special Thanksgiving episode. Uh, this is Oni. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I I don't want to... It's Omoyla. Just Omoyla. Moyla. Okay. I always wanted to say it like a seemingly French way of like Omoa. It's really, it's really weird because Nigeria was a British colony. Mm-hmm. Yet it's... Yeah, it, the name does that. Like the way, the way it's pronounced is French. Although like... Nigeria was bordered by two French colonies in, in Niger. So, mm. so, so yeah, there's a bit of blending from there. But, yeah, it, it has a French bent to it. I'm going to have to try to remember that. I'm sure that I I'm sure I totally will. Um. <laughs> no, my middle name is not Jean-Baptiste because, like, I swear, every, like, half the black French dudes I know have Baptiste somewhere in their name. <laughs> but... Oni, I don't I think 
I don't think that anybody in our audience would know who you are. So would you like to uh, like to introduce yourself to everybody? So, like you said, my name is Tony Moila. Uh, I am a now two, well, two and a half, getting close to three years removed professional football player. And before that, I played at Iowa State for five years. I was there at ISU from 2011 to 2015. I played, ended up playing three years, I believe. Yeah, I, I played sophomore year, sophomore, junior, senior year. Uh, my senior year, I was honorable mention all Big 12. I ended up getting picked up by the Raiders in 2016 as an undrafted free agent. I made the Peace Club there. I played there for a calendar year. Then I bounced around a bit. I was in Jacksonville, Cincinnati, uh, Pittsburgh, the Steelers for training camp. And then I finished with the Cowboys in 2018. That was the year um, they were in the playoffs. They beat the Seahawks, lost to the Rams. That after that, I spent a couple of years playing in the startup leagues. I was in the AAF that lasted about eight games before that shut down. And then I was in the XFL shortly before the pandemic hit and completely shut that down. I was like, okay, maybe that's probably that. Well, it wasn't the only reason, but between that and just opportunities getting more scarce, that's when I decided to hang it up. And I've been i all have been a normie for like three years since then so yeah that's basically what's going on <laughs> that's that's definitely one way of describing the rest of us <laughs> but yeah Odie, i'm excited to have you on uh thanksgiving episode i don't know if no i think we did a thanksgiving episode two years ago um, but yeah, more than anything, you've, you've definitely had quite a few life experiences despite being, um, apparently only six years older than me. It, uh, you've done a lot more than, you know, most people your age have. So wanted to kind of hear your, your thoughts on what you've done and how it's kind of shaped who you are. Uh, uh, funny you mention this because literally, because literally right now I am. So I have a personal blog that I started up. Uh, I started up the same day I retired, called Over Chronicle, and uh, one of the one of the articles I was actually typing up was centered on the idea of luck. And it's not that I wanted. I, I don't think it's fair to say everything I've accomplished was up to luck because I mean it took a lot of hard work to bust my ass to accomplish the things I did but at the same time I think it's proper to acknowledge that a lot of things that weren't in my control had to go right for me to have the opportunities I did I mean I mean I mean <laughs> one of my favorite ones in this respect is my dad is like five five my mom is five seven by some miracle of God I ended up six three so that's one example of something I'm thankful for <laughs> because <laughs> Nine times out of ten, that does not happen. Even if there's tall people in their families, but they just happen to be the shortest one. But even shortest ones, but even then, that's just—it's one thing I'm grateful for. Like, yeah, if that doesn't go right, I maybe I don't end up making it to league or whatever. But um, 
but yeah um so i'm think so i'm i'm thankful that i grew got to, i had the chance to grow up in a relatively stable environment like my parents were nigerian immigrants who came over from nigeria and um to escape escape the fallout from an ongoing civil war the Biafra and more. You can look that up if you want to. If you want to learn more about the history of Nigeria, it settled settled in it settled in Texas around around Dallas in the school. And I'm, I'm the I'm the youngest of three kids. I have two older sisters who are absolutely wonderful, and it, it's crazy because yeah, I, yeah, I, I I accomplished a lot of things with playing at, at Iowa State and also being in the NFL, but I still have a bit of inferiority complex when I look at my sisters because one is juggling four whole-ass jobs and the other works at Google. So it's just very high expectations of our family. So, so I'm jobs? just, I, I'm really, oh yes, four jobs. I will, I will list them off later if you want me to, but just having those kinds of examples to look up to because a lot, I mean, a lot. Because I mean, a lot of people just don't have, have that, and they, I mean, they don't. They may not have one or both their parents. They might not because they, they either might be separated or they might be dead for whatever reason. It may be, unfortunately, might not have siblings to look up to. Like they may have to be the ones that their and their siblings look up to. And I mean, just. I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone knows that not every child's raised the same. I mean, it's weird saying that as the baby because I know I definitely got it the easiest out of the three of us. So, and in going even going outside of family, just the environment I grew up in. I mean, I didn't have to. I wasn't in a very. I mean, I grew up in a cushy little country hamlet that grew into a big suburban area over the course of my life. I didn't have to worry like too much about serious crime or whatever. Like the biggest things you have to worry about is the cops busting parties and shit because a bunch of rich white kids are bored and smoking weed and doing typical dumb teenager shit. But just I was thankful for the for the environment I grew up in and the people I had met along the way because I think growing up I was I was I was I was a very like I said before I'm a, I was a very introverted kid because um, most most of the time when I was at home growing up especially going to like middle school I was basically by myself and my parents were working busting their asses with um the, with the family business so a lot of the times what I had to entertain myself was like my next door neighbors dragging me out of my house so I wasn't playing video games all day and making me do stuff. My sisters convincing my parents to get me into football, and you see, I you can obviously see how much that's done for my life. I don't even need to go into that. But just really thankful for, oh, thankful for all those things because even even one or two of those things are slightly different. There's a good chance I don't end up the person I am today. And not not to say that's impossible, because, I mean, when I think about all the people who I've met over the course of my life, especially, but especially so during football, because that's that's been that that's such a great blending blending pot of such a different 
amount of perspectives, life experiences, and seeing some of the people who came from rougher backgrounds and yet were able to overcome that. And it, it leaves you with, it's weird because it leaves you with a sense of awe that they could overcome that. At the same time, it makes you, it, sometimes it might make you question, um, it might make you question your own, your own experiences like, I don't really have much room to complain when I see what some of these people have gone through. It can be, it can be a motivating factor, but at the same time, it's dangerous because if you do that and think your own problems don't matter, no matter, it, you you might find yourself breaking down eventually. Because just we're human at the end of the day, and everyone's problems deserve some deserve um, to have such to have stuff taken to be rectified. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that like, there are definitely people that would see you and like the, 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 the issues that you have, despite all of your past success and they would, you know, definitely try to invalidate it or potentially they think, Oh, well he's having these problems. My problems are like nothing compared to that. And so somebody's, you know, somebody's issues are almost always getting devalued in today's society. And yeah, it's, 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 it's just a really dangerous, like, cause I mean, there's, I mean, there's what, 7 billion people on the planet earth. I mean, obviously if we go by that, somebody is having a worse day than you. And it's, it's, it can honestly be. And it's, it's something I've struggled with personally from a psychological perspective, especially since I retired. Because, I mean, obviously from the things I accomplished with football, I'm fortunate enough to where I'm not dealing, like, especially the right time right now, considering, like, inflation. I'm like, you got people living paycheck to paycheck. I'm fortunate enough to where I don't have to live with something of that. But, I mean, I'm still in a really turbulent time right now in terms of, Transitioning career, transitioning careers for to something I want to potentially do for the rest of my life, and there's a lot of trial and error. And the unfortunate part for me is a lot of people who were got into that phase were coming out of like college, and now I'm like I'm twenty, I'm twenty nine. I I legit turned thirty in about seven months, and I still feel like I don't have a solid grip on that, and that kind of eats away at me a little bit. So it's so I mean, I, and, and again, I go back to the point like obviously some people would still probably take that trade, but it's still irrelevant. It's still a relevant issue. I got to I got to deal with and figure out on my own. But I know that with the support system I have with my family and the like, I can still overcome that. Yeah, your I mean your issues are yours and that makes them pretty important to you. That's you know, you you saying that to me it's like I'm I'm right in that boat there with you and I'm like man, you know, it's it definitely could be worse, but at the same time for you it isn't worse. So it's almost a moot point. Um, yeah, so you, 
we're on how many NFL teams? Five? Five total. So I was with the Raiders the longest. I was with them for an entire calendar entire calendar year. I was with them from 2016 to the end of training camp 2017. Okay. And then I, then I bounced around a bit. <laughs> Jacksonville is funny because I didn't even make it to – I got signed on – I think I got signed on a Tuesday – and then I ended up, and after practice on um, Friday, I ended up getting released because the uh, center who was hurt, I can't remember the name of the center who was hurt, he, he, they didn't think he was going to play that week. He ends up playing that week, so I was like, oh, shoot, we need a tackle. We need a tackle and slow guard, so I got let go, which is, that was the that was what really, like, introduced me to, like, just how volatile, like, the NFL is, especially if you're not, like, just, like, a, a starting caliber dude. If you're, like, if you're just like a P squad player, I mean, yeah, if you're actually on the P if you're actually on the P squad, like if you're per each week, I mean you're making a lot per week. But the job security is like wet toilet paper, dude. It's it's not very it's not very sturdy. It, it's it's a completely on a whim and it, it made it hard to plan things because I wasn't sure when or if I would be on a team again or not. And that's that part of a part of that is what what led to me trying to playing those startup leagues because I could help build up build their resume to something more solid to where I could get more opportunities potentially in the NFL. And then but then obviously COVID put a third in that and that's when it, that's ultimately what made me decide to just say screw it. I gotta I gotta move on at some point and you might as well if you gotta force like the damn pandemic forcing me to make that choice. So Yeah, I fit it's tough to hear about because you know the football players that I that I met in my time at Iowa State that have made it to the NFL. Luckily, you know a, a good majority of them are. I say a good majority of them too. Uh, two of them are like just solidly situated. That being uh, Montgomery and Lazard. But then like the one that I'm rooting for the most, just because I'm a Saints fan and so is he, would be my friend Dylan Saner. And so sad because he's probably not going to make, he's probably going to get released from the Saints come uh, January, February, whenever he's like healthy and back in shape. Oh, is he, is he on, is he on IR or something? I'm guessing. Yeah. He, I know. Uh, he injured himself uh, last year during camp. Um, and then they paid for all of his recovery and all that stuff. And then he fails a physical early early this calendar year um so they drop him sign him like a week later um back to his same contract that way they could you know essentially oh if he's ready for the season then we'll uh you know we'll just have him on the same three-year deal that we had all had him on before but then still injured and (laughs) yeah but i i think he's gonna have a successful career being a blocking tight end is pretty Pretty useful skill set, I think. Oh, definitely. Plus, I mean, he's just he's six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pounds, and like very athletic with it. <laughs> that's just that, that's tough. <laughs> but with with those, the the volatility did it kind of affect your your mental state at all, like your mental health. Oh, I mean, of, of course it did. It's just because I mean, every I mean, everyone wants. 
I mean, again, like I said, like I said before, it, it's just hard to plan things when you're not sure when you're not sure when your next paycheck is going to be. Now, granted, like, I mean, Peace Squad post post tax Peace Squad paychecks were about from somewhere in the space between like 4.5k when I was in like Oakland to like upwards of when I was in Dallas and that one week in Jacksonville was like 5k so 5k plus so I mean a few couple of that a couple of those and that's like what some people make in like half a year post tax so with that and my family willing to house me whenever I was trading or whatever like I didn't have to worry about rent at the time like that was enough to live off of but like once I was starting to have the once I was, had my own place and then I had to start paying rent then it became more of a concern and then all, and then after I got I got cut on <laughs> I got cut on Mother's Day by the Bengals that was really fun and then once I got I once the um, AAF was starting to look for potential players to play in their league, I think in the 2018 season, after I was let go by the Steelers in training camp, I, was, I thought that's a, and they were offering contracts similar to what I would make on Peace Squad, Squad in the NFL. I thought that would be an opportunity to showcase my skills, and hopefully I put enough good tape on that another chance, a team would give me another chance in camp. Very hopefully make her make make her Oscar again and then obviously like I said before unfortunately the league shuttered like eight weeks in we, we didn't even we were so close to the end they didn't they didn't even let us play out to, to the end of it tried doing it again the XFL happened again and then the pandemic hit and I was like it's it's probably it's probably time to move on and I I, I always knew I I, I definitely Obvious, the obvious step for a lot of guys who still want to do like football stuff is to be a coach, but I, I just know I, I don't have the right time to be a coach. So uh, also a full career change for me was basically the move at that point. But I mean, it's hard to figure out when you've been doing football your whole life since you're about six, seven years old, and now you're 26, like legit two decades, and you're finally hanging out for good. All that. Not all, all those things, all all that knowledge and things you've done to get to that point are, I won't say it's completely useless because, I mean, obviously the things you learn in football in terms of, like, discipline, having to, especially physically, think on the fly, all the information you have to take all, take in, all the adaptations you have to make on short, on short notice, all that survival experience for working the workforce, but just I in a lot of cases – not having like the hard practical experience is a barrier that I've had to figure out ways to figure out creative ways to overcome to at least get a shot and show that I can do these things with proper guidance and instruction. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it kind of helps put uh, Tom Brady unretiring into perspective a little bit more. <laughs> When that's all you do, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just been a part of your life so long. It can be difficult to let that go, and I can only imagine how much more complicated that is when you're juggling a family with a wife that makes three times as much as you do <laughs> at the same time. I, yeah, and it, it's not it's not exactly like he has a whole lot else going for him. To be honest, I mean, he's got that TB12 thing 
but if you pay attention to like what's in his whole shtick there um it it's it's incoherent at best <laughs> i think uh the youtuber drew gooden did a thing where he lived like tom brady for i think it was either a week or a month just following his TB12 plan with like all of the supplements, the workout gear, all that stuff, and spent like hundreds of dollars. It's like, man, if, if that's all it takes, just be famous and then sell worthless crap that you can get at Shields for half the price, then sign me up. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned playing video games when you were a kid. When when was when was the era where you uh, were really playing video games? You know, to start I mean, out. I mean, for literally the very the earliest memory I have that I can even remember. I mean, remember CTE like lost a lot, a lot of memory else, but the one that clearly sticks out to me was I was four, I was four years old. And I was walking up the stairs to play on my N64 to play Mario Kart with my sister. When this is back when she actually played video games, and she was always kicking my ass because me, <laughs> obviously, I'm a four-year-old kid. But obviously, they grew out of that. But I never really did because, again, a lot of the time, that's that was just that was just my general. Like honestly, I would probably consider myself a gamer before I'd even consider myself a football player. <laughs> One. One story, I, one story I always have, I always tell, I I, I remember, I, I told this in like, I wrote, so when I retired, I wrote like a three-part memoir of like my whole career, high school, uh, college and football, high school, college and a professional. Um, one of the stories I told in that was how when I was getting recruited to come to Iowa State, uh, Coach Well, Coach Luke Wells, who... Uh, I don't remember where he's at now. I know he left with his brother to attack, but I, I, I don't think they're anymore. He was the tight ends coach, and he was coming in for a visit. And I had, a, I guess I had a rough day at practice that day. So, like, when he walked in, I walked in, he was talking to my parents. I just said, hey, and I walked up to my room, shut the door, and was playing WoW. <laughs> the night until later, I didn't even say anything else to him. I, I, it's funny now because I ended up wearing up mine. I think I was like, "Damn, dude, I could have like fucked up like scholarship and some shit like that." <laughs> I mean, because it's really, it really funny because Iowa State really only ended up recruiting me because they were first they were recruiting um, our star running back at our school, Cam McDaniel, and um, the running backs coach who was recruiting him saw me on films like, "Damn, that, that kid's really athletic," so he recommended me to. Um, Coach Rhodes and um, Coach Blau was the online coach, and then they came down. They came down for a game against our big rivals, South Lake Carroll at the time. I had, that, that just so happened to be the best game I had that season. Then, good time. I flew up for I flew up for an official two weeks after that, and then I committed a week later after that. So that's how quickly that all that came together. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. I think the only the only time I've ever heard a recruiting story that sincerely happened faster was a kid that I went to high school with went to Nebraska for a uh, 
camp, you know, because I grew up like 40 minutes south of Lincoln. So right. that so that was a pretty obvious camp to go to. He goes there. Uh, Mike Riley walks up to him and offers him uh, offers him a spot on the team. He goes, hey, how would you like to commit to Nebraska? <laughs> Did he, he say yes on the spot? <laughs> yeah, he committed when he was a freshman in high school. Lord. He's now the backup center for uh, the Eagles. Which uh, would be super cool if he wasn't recruited as a four-star tight end. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> well, honestly, that's, that's actually a really underrated pipeline, like tight ends. <laughs> who, like, put on, I mean, a lot of those tight ends are so freaky athletic. You put on some weight, they could easily pass for like a tackle. So that's honestly not too surprising. I think Although I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget. Um, so um, uh, our center at the time when I was at Iowa State for every year except for like my senior year, Tom Farniak, his uh, brother Matt, he came. So remember, we, we we were still in college. We were like still like freshmen at the time, and we were obviously like getting our ass kicked by like the obvious jump in intensity from like workouts and obviously playing against causal people. His brother Matt came, 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 and was working out with us. Now this kid was like, probably like I can't remember if he was like a freshman or sophomore in high school, and he was killing that shit. And I was like, this dude's gonna play the fucking league someday, and now he's on the Cowboys as basically the swing guard. So, which. It was like it did not surprise me in the least. I think yeah, he ended up going to Nebraska. I think he was like a three. I can't remember if it's a three or four year starter. I think he played a lot. It's one of the few bright spots because I mean you know obviously Nebraska has been great. But what was the last name? Farniak. Um, I played with his older brother Tom. He was he was the grade ahead of me, and then Matt. And he was like, he I can't remember how much. I mean, obviously he's he's in the league now, but I think this is like his second year. So I guess he, I'm guessing he's like, like he's, I'm guessing he's around like your age because he's probably like five, six years younger than me. Yeah, that name sounds very, very familiar. It makes me sad. That 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 like, it hurts my soul to like be watching, you know, the NBA and be all like, oh wow, look at Tyrese Halbert and go, ah oh, shit, he's two years younger than me. Mm, fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that shit's fucking hitting me like a truck now. See all these guys. Or like, I'm a huge baseball fan, so Fernando Tatis Jr. getting that 300 plus million dollars contract. It's like, hey, let's not give 22 year olds that kind of money. Sure, man, that's just the mark. That's the that's capitalism at work, baby. Uh, it's always funny when it's always funny when people like you always see those. You always see those signings, and you like on like Twitter, you see like people complaining that like they're getting that much money. I was like, like my it. brother in Christ. It's like my brother in Christ. You you are the reason why they're getting paid that much. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't watch. But good luck convincing everyone else to not watch that shit. Yeah, like it's entertainment. Why movie stars get paid tens of millions of dollars to be in a movie? I mean, and I mean, and then some people say entertainment is not like necessarily say me game that much. It's like. Do you imagine? You know how essential is entertainment is to that we are not burning the shit down because we realize how fucking awful our lives would be without that shit. Like, I mean, I mean, 
Dude, if I if I didn't have if I didn't have entertainment, I'd be sitting in a corner like rocking back and forth. I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's that's this. Or you or what the fucking IRS would want to be fucking beheading people like <laughs> fucking French Revolution and shit. That's why they gotta keep present <laughs> surges and shit. Entertainment's pretty damn important. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it entertainment's just as important as you know socialization, in my opinion. Where you need you need something that's not going to tax your your brain as much as you need the ability to you know stimulate your brain. That's right. Like I don't hop on Mario sixty four with the intent of like speed running it. I'm I'm trying to. Just have a good time. Play a game that's older than I am. You know, it's... It, perspe- perspective matters so much. And just, nobody seems to have any perspective anymore. No, and I mean, in some cases... I mean, I mean, as grown-ass adults, you should have, like, some of that point from just your general experiences. But again, it's, it's hard to extrapolate that because, I mean everyone's differences are so radically different and i mean growing up you can't really you don't really have much control of that until you're like actually an adult and even then like you might be sucking your ways from the habits and tendencies you acquired growing up so it's i I try my best to be generally understanding but like everyone i mean you can only take so much of that shit where you're like okay i gotta (laughs) worry about my own my my myself on my own what a Twitter has probably been my favorite app for the sole reason of I see people just like freaking out. I'm like, this is entertaining. But then at some point in the day, it, it's just like, I'm gonna realize it's not real life. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of corny coming from me, who is a very online person. But I mean, uh, again, like I had a epiphany about that shit. Like people are. A lot more mute about the, like some of the wild shit they would say on Twitter or social media or whatever. They are not trying to say that shit in real life. I mean, obviously, in my case, that's kind of silly because I'm a huge black dude. So probably not going to the wild shit they can say with the, with the uh, gift of anonymity. But <laughs> I've, I've always prided myself in what I say online. I will almost always say in person. Uh, that, uh, I mean, it's like a fundamental tenet that like everyone should live to, and it would be a lot less of a shit all the times if people. Because <laughs> like I, I don't broadcast my name out there online a whole you know a whole hell of a lot. Like in reality, my name's not Finn, even though that's the name that I go by online. My name's Kalen. It's out there. The world knows. It's not a secret. Um, Finn's just. I mean, shorter. I basically never had that choice. I mean. Once I was like a decently getting decently recruited, and like that stuff was like up on like Google or some shit. Like I, and it's kind of weird because like now that I'm like retired, I'm uh, I'm supposed to I try I'm supposed to have like some secrecy, mm-hmm. but I mean it's kind of hard because like especially considering like like if you really want to like when I was playing league like if you really wanted to know like what I was making or whatever you could like Google search that shit and easily find that. But like now. That's not the case because now I'm just like a normal person in the workforce, and I have to like remind myself that sometimes when I'm like trying to 
like talk talk about myself, I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm saying a bit too much. I should probably stop. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like adjust for who I am now. But like, I mean, yeah, I've been like a public person for like so for so much of my life. Like going on Decker Plus now, like tuning that back has been a challenge at sometimes. But I mean, I, I mean, again, I was like if somebody who's like naturally introverted and like is trying to like break against that because. Will is not kind to introverts in many ways. So, just for just for like my career's sake, and just being a functioning adult, <laughs> fight against that. Those are those general impulses. It, you meant you mentioned league. I feel like I have this knack for finding League of Legends players, <laughs> like just like totally at random that are actually like well known to a point because like you're you're pretty decently well known within the iowa state community um you know or at least more well known than i don't know I, like some random third stringer is um but then like you know you you play league of legends and dylan plays league of legends he said that he spent probably close to twenty five thousand dollars on that game oh god just i don't even want because I, I mean i've been playing i've been playing so oh god that's that's another funny story about how so how i started playing league so i knew it i always knew it existed from like high school but because that's i think it like it got out of beta like my junior year of high school but it like it didn't really look like my thing and plus it was just like ugly shit at the time so like uh, i'm not gonna play that but high school was really my wow and like fighting games like freaking like street fighter and shit phase i didn't play much else besides those two things but then um so junior year of college uh it was after i had I, I got a concussion and i wasn't even technically i shouldn't have even been like looking at screens but i was just like so incredibly bored it's like i was just sitting in my room in like complete darkness for like a week like, I, I couldn't even, like, really go to class, or I had to, like, wear, like, these sunglasses looking like fucking Ray Charles. Um, so uh, I just, I was, like, looking on my computer, and I saw, like, a little ad for League of Legends, and I saw it was free, so I, like, clicked on it. I played a couple of games, and I was just, like, completely hooked, just sitting in my room in pitch black with just, like, a screen and my glasses on, looking like Ray Charles, playing for, like, hours on end. All the, uh, and then, like, oh, man, I can't even tell you how many hours, like, once the season finally ended, and, like, I had, like, that first, like, extended time off to actually play all that as much as I wanted to. I can't tell you how many hours I put in there, and, and I've still been playing it, like, regularly. Like, maybe not, I actually hadn't played it up until, like, this past week. I actually went, like, two months without playing it, which is probably the longest I have, but then, like, watching Worlds the past month or so gave me that urge again and now like preseason's coming up and a bunch of stuff changes so always reels me back in one way or another it's been like that for almost a decade now i i i don't even want to think about because i probably spent a couple thousand on league too i i can't get into league myself but then it's a very it's a very high like and MOBAs in general, especially because one that old, because like you got there's just so many things you have to think about. There's like 160 different 
champions now who all do like completely completely different things. Like it's a really high barrier to get into, but it's just so fun once you have like a solved enough understanding. Because it's just very few games are identical. There's just so much. I'm I'm a I'm a very I'm a very like strat I I very like tilted towards like strategy games like story driven ones like RPGs and the like. Like I'm not I'm not although what's funny it's actually kind of changing a bit because like now I started picking up I I'm, I was never a big like shooters person like yeah I played like COD growing up but like it kind of like fell out of it because kind of had like that I uh, had like that um. I kind of had like that Madden feel to it where like all these games come I mean it comes out every year and like you feel really fucking samey. So it's just like doesn't engage me very long. But like now I kind of like uh, so I've I've been playing Overwatch 2 a bunch. I am considering getting Modern Warfare 2. I've been playing I've it. I've been I've I've, I've, I've I'm holding off because like I bought two other games, so I'm like I can't spend too much money on this shit. I've, I've been no, playing no, no. MW2. It's it's rough. And again, going back to my Seattle brand, like my reflexes are just not what it, it should be for, <laughs> for some reason. But I've honestly been playing more shooters in the past like month or so than I have and, like basically since like high school. So who knows? Maybe age is changing me, or it's just my friends dragging me into that shit, and I want to play with them. So I'm adapting for their sake. Yeah, Overwatch Two has been fun. I've been enjoying that one. I've been grinding. Yes. Been grinding. Uh... I, I do. I do not play ranked for that though, because I refuse to get the league is the only game I'm willing to play ranked in, and even then, I only play it till I hit like gold, which is like the threshold for the free skin. Mm-hmm. And after that, I play normal. So it's just just no reason. Because remember, I play. I mean, you gotta remember, especially it's like I don't play games. I, I, I mean, I don't need the validation of like I. Re- of <laughs> the shit I've done in my life. You really think I need the I need the validation? That's for. I mean, if it was sort of like streaming or whatever, and that's what people want, I mean, that'd be different. But like otherwise, I don't. I don't fucking need that. All I want my free skin every year, and then that's enough for me. I just play to like dick around with friends. Otherwise, it's supposed to be the decompress, not to stress myself out on top of the shit I already do during the week. So, sounds sounds kind of like my uh, my friend uh, Doctor Sai when he plays League of Legends. He uh, he's a cool, dude. I think I think you'd really like him. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen him because I'm sure you follow like League. Uh, League of Legends, like pros and whatnot. I'm sure you've heard. Oh, 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 funny. I've met a couple too. I, I'm sure you've seen them talk about Dr. Sai. He gets talked about by just about everybody. It's it's insane. He he works with Cloud9 and Evil Geniuses, and I think 100 Thieves too, um, as a physical therapist. And he had the CEOs of both C9 and EG go to bat for him to get him flown out to Chicago. Man, for real? Yeah. Dude's Dude's crazy. He was one of uh he was one of the first guests that we had on this podcast actually. Oh, man. Uh, is the, do you um have an archive for your podcast actually? We do actually on our YouTube channel. Uh oh. 
Okay. We have every episode that we have ever recorded, and uh, starting with our Keith Duncan interview, we uh, are on audio platforms as well. Nice. Okay, I might check that out later because it's definitely name. So I it's, it's pretty fun. Also, I like how I like how I, I said that I could get into League of Legends. I want to show you something because I think you're gonna. I don't know if you can see my camera. Um, I can. I can. I can. Okay, I, I want to show you something real quick. I got to grab it off my wall. So the reason that I can't get into League of Legends is because this is the uh, the game that this is the MOBA that I play. Oh God, Dota! <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You said that. <laughs> Dota might be harder to get into than League, though. Oh, it's much harder. There's a lot. Yeah, it's way. It is I much harder. Yes. Oh my God! I think I I remember trying once and just like watch because like I watch the international whenever it comes on, oh, and. I still don't understand what the. I mean, I have, you, you think I'd have a decent understanding of like general mode principles, but I still don't know what the hell I'm looking at a lot of the time when I'm watching Dota 2. I, I think the funny thing is that, like, I'll talk to League players and they're all like, oh, League's so fast paced. I'm all like, yeah, but you only get like 20 kills in a game. They're like, only. I'm like, yeah, only. In Dota First Blood, like, we'll. <laughs> When when a team is like on first blood and Dota will come before the game starts, and then it just never stops, and then just the the sheer amount of items and the interactions with the items is just and that's that's the big thing to me because just leagues I leagues items generally they're pretty like streamlined and a lot of the item abilities are passive. I mean, there's some active ones, and even then, like usually won't see more than like one like some builds you might have like two actives to track on top of like just basic champion village but like Dota, there's so damn many and there's such a gigantic variance in what they do i know like i know like one of the one of them i think it's like i can't remember the name aganim scepter like it changes like your ultimate or some shit oh yeah aganim's aganim scepter and then there's stuff like a blink dagger that makes you like teleport behind people stuff like just and there's like so many things that like have power, but like I can't even imagine like actively tracking all those on top of like what your actual character does. It's just it's oh, it's that's my my brain only has space for one mobile like the best. I think the best part about Dota versus League is that League is a ripoff of Dota. Like, and that's not me being all like, oh, well, it's it's super similar. No, like Riot Games. It was. It's based off the original. The Dota itself is based off a Warcraft remod. Yeah, the and Defense of the League Ancients All Stars was yeah, the big right. one. And the league was made in the image of that, and then obviously by Dota the developers. Because because Riot right. Riot went and got a bunch of developers of Defense of the Ancients All Stars, and they were all like, "We're gonna make this game," and they were like, "Okay, yeah." Sounds good to me. So they basically just made Dota again. And then 
Valve goes to the last remaining developer, Dota All-Stars, and says, hey, we want you to make a game for us. That's the exact same. And the, 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 the funniest thing about it all is just the amount of, like, legal bullshit that's happened with it. Because you get, like, there used to be an item in the game called Gwinsu's Scythe of Vice. Now it's just called Scythe of Vice. It's also known as Sheepstick. It literally turns people into a sheep. Oh, it's a polymorpher. Okay. And it was called Gwinsu's Scythe of Vice because... Gwinsu was the developer that created it in the original Dota. So Valve brings it over and uh, Riot goes, no, 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 we own the copyright to the name Gwinsu because he's one of the original developers. Right. Yeah, Riot has an item called Gwinsu's Rageblade that's named after him as well. I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. And so Valve was like, okay, we'll just change the name. And Riot, like, tries to sue them, and the court's like, no, they changed the name. They're you're good. <laughs> they didn't, like, make money off of that. It's a free game. And then there was the, uh, the Skeleton King, where Blizzard actually came in and was all like, hey, that looks like a Warcraft 3 skeleton. Can't, you can't have that in your game. So they completely got rid of him for, like, a year. And then they brought him back as a totally new hero called the Wraith King. And then the the le- the most like the highest level skins are called Arcanas, and now he has an Arcana that is just him being the skeleton king. <laughs> yeah, I know because a lot of a lot of the all of those characters are based off of characters that are basically based off of some Warcraft characters too. Yeah, it's it's so it's so 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 funny. Also, speaking of League of Legends, I'm wearing last year's Hundred Thieves uh, Worlds jersey. Uh, oh, nice! Mer- I, the merch org. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had bought it for a friend, and his favorite player was someday. Accidentally put the wrong flag on the back, so it's mine now. Okay, what flag, what flag did you put on it? Um. It was uh, a Sunday flag. He won well because he's was it. He's Korean. Because I know he's Korean. So you but did you have an American flag on it? Nope. It, it's a Korean flag. Oh, it's a yeah. So what, what's the issue though? Because that's accurate. Though. Which Korea do you think I put on there? Oh no. So, oh, God. <laughs> so I've got a North Korean someday jersey right now. Oh my God, that's awful. That's so it, bad. I was like, dude, I can't give this to him. That's gonna. <laughs> that would be such a dick move. I don't know how they. Did you like do this online? Because I don't know how they yeah. like stop. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. Okay. Online. That... Oh my god. That's it it's it's definitely one of my favorite stories of how I got some of my esports merch. It yeah. There's with esports merch, 
I've got I've got what I like and only need a little bit more. Man, it's expensive. Oh yeah, like I, I, I have to like I might like get myself some for Christmas, but it's just you, you, the, the the key is you gotta wait for like the sales because they'll often have like a bunch of like flash sales or sales for like my dollars. Like I'm sure they'll have like um uh, uh Black Friday sale because I know most of usually have one around that time. So it's just about usually about time and that, but yeah, it, it, it's surprisingly expensive because I mean people pay for it. Because I mean yeah, I realize a lot of those teams are pretty damn big nowadays too. I think it's like usually like eighty dollars for a sweatshirt, uh, maybe fifty for a jersey if it's a short sleeve. Like, not a small amount of money. All to say that you don't get laid. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, would, I, I definitely would say that because. Okay, there's a other story, but there's no way I can definitely tell on this podcast. <laughs> so that's not true at all. You'd be surprised how you'd be. I mean, it's just, especially if we go like, cause like I went to Worlds and um, I went to I went to Worlds was in New York when it, so it was actually happening the same weekend as a uh, New York Comic Con, which I was at. And one of the days, I just stopped by the uh, Hulu Theater, which is in Madison Square, and like it's it, it's not just. I mean, especially, there's always a stigma around gaming about it being, like, a male hobby. Like, there's a lot of women who are into that stuff, too. Like, you actually, I remember statistically, if, if, especially when you include, like, um, mobile gaming, like, women play that stuff more than men do, which is, like, it just sounds, like, unfathomable when you, like, consider what, like, the culture of gaming was, like, like a decade or so ago plus now. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I actually I actually think it's like discussed about like the presence of women in like gaming spheres and the like. League of Legends definitely has a lot of female uh, a lot of females in their player base. Yeah, League of Legends, and especially in in I'd say Valor, Valorant even more so. Valorant's growing. It's definitely growing at bare minimum. It, it, it sucks because like I know Valorant's had like issues with like harassment because like obviously they have voice chat. With, with Valorant, but it's just also at the same time, it's just crazy. They've had like that much growth in a genre that typically you don't see that many women in, but to have that much have that much in, it's pretty good accomplishment, all right, in my eyes. It's and it's crazy. It's crazy to me because like even even Dota, because the international just finished up uh, a week ago. And it's it's kind of funny a, a British org won for the first time uh, Tundra Esports. I was pretty excited. I was like, dude, what? That's crazy. And they had a North American player on there too, um, which North America does not win in Dota. <laughs> but they um, there were all sorts of people. Um, trying to take pictures with them and the amount of like women that I saw taking pictures with them. I was like, wow. Where, where are, where are people that seem nice like this in my games, let alone women, you know? Right. I see that. It's it's crazy, but no, it's esports. 
esports are definitely, I think, opening the world up to uh, a much bigger thing. And seeing somebody like you that's very well established in like traditional sports actually like be into any esports as well to me is it, it feels I mean, very validating. I mean, I mean, I mean, again, as somebody who's like who was obviously in that. I would mean as as a dude who's like in the locker rooms and like as a job, you know, everyone's interests and the like. Like it's it's not something that's super does a lot. It's it's mainstream. It's it's mainstream as hell. It's a, it's the same case for stuff. It's the same case for like stuff like anime, manga, all that stuff. Like a lot of those guys like doing stuff, especially the ones that are like around my age. Like it's not something that people. <laughs> Get stuff in the lockers for or whatever the hell. Like it's all really mainstream stuff, and like I'm glad because like all that's like games, all that stuff. That's all. It, it's it's a sense, especially because like the super online nature of it. You make friends that you would have normally, in normal situations, you would have never had the opportunity to meet. Like this past year, um, I met I met like again like I mentioned some of them before some of them are on the East Coast and the majority of my friends I met on like Discord and like and Twitter and like most of them live in California and I actually met them for the first time this past year like I would have never met them if it wasn't for stuff like League of Legends or or like Twitter or Discord or all that stuff and that's I mean there's a lot of sh- there's obviously a lot of negatives involved with things like social media and the like but. I mean, that's, there's also some positives to that too. I mean, that's the original reason like stuff like that was made. So yeah, uh, I know I've definitely made some friends through, you know, just the online world, whether it be games, social media. I mean, every, I think every single podcast guest that we've had on, um, save for two are people that I've, met through social media you you included you know because we haven't met in real life so you you wouldn't be part of that too i'm i'm really good at this talking thing that's why i have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm so good at this talking thing but like you know i I feel like an under like uh, something that we forget about is that just because a voice seems big to us online doesn't really mean that it has an actual audience. And I feel like that can be tough with more so the negative part of, uh, of social media. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because we see somebody, you know, we see somebody flaming us in chat and league of legends and we're, you know, and it it makes you feel bad. If it doesn't make you feel bad, then you're a lot stronger than I am. Uh, (laughs) Like, you know, listen, you... listen, and somebody, and some, I mean, I'm not naturally like, I'm, I wouldn't say it, I'm, I'm the person who tries to avoid confrontation until it's just, I mean, I, everyone has their lines, and for better or worse, mine's very far away, but it, it's, a, it, it's very difficult to get to that line. But I mean, like, I feel like you got to have one because I mean, you got to be able to stand up for yourself. But again, it's online. There's a lot. There's a pretty damn good chance that anyone <laughs> saying the wild shit they're doing and chat with the benefit of anonymity would not say that stuff to my face. 
and the majority of people who are small enough to even say that stuff, fucking lightning could strike me where I stand right now, and I will still likely live a more successful and fruitful <laughs> life than they ever will. So, thinking that thought, plan <laughs> not going to fucking bother me at all. So, I, I it's just. This is so dumb. Uh, but I mean, I, again, that's just that's from just years of. I mean, again, this is somebody who like was born and raised in the fires of message boards, like fucking like game facts and 4chan. So I've seen about everything there is to see when it comes to shit like that. And I, I don't even I don't even like take it seriously at all. But like, obviously, people who aren't used to that kind of environment might take it personally. But you just gotta. I mean, obviously, there's a threshold where like. When it gets like genuinely seriously stuff like stuff like fucking death threats or like doxing, where like obviously then yeah, you gotta take like actual proper action. But otherwise I just <laughs> there, there, there's no benefit to like taking that shit like seriously because if they're small enough person to have to do that stuff to validate themselves or bluff saying then that's more of a reflection on them than it is on me. I've started I've started saying Saying stuff the lo- along the lines of "man, that's a lot of yelling for a bronze lobby." <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Or my favorite thing to do right now is, uh, especially if I'm playing like Overwatch Two or something, and somebody's like, just convinced that they're so much better, and like they know they know the way. Like you know, it's, yeah, no, that's that's not, no, that's denial. <laughs> I just I just listen. I say, all right, coach, tell me what to do. We're going to do it. I listen to them, do exactly what they say. And when we lose, I say, man. <laughs> and then it's, and what are they going to say? Oh, it's because you guys suck. Well, we, we did what you said. Like, I don't know. And, and that, that came from me getting very, very butthurt over Dota a lot. Because like. Oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Because, like, I, I know what I'm doing. I like to think that I, I've got the fundamentals down. I know the item interactions well enough. I'm solid. But then my team, like, they'll try to, like, 2v5, and then they'll get mad when I'm just farming. I'm like, do you guys know who I'm playing? I, I only farm. That's all I do until, like, 30 minutes into the game. And then we win. How do you not, how do you not get that? So like, I, I just started getting like really bent out of shape and tilting really easily. So then I was like, okay, how do I fix this? How do I enjoy playing? I mean, again, if it gets to the point where you, you genuinely find yourself like, I mean, obviously there's going to be tens of moments, especially in games like that on the ladder and the like, but if it gets to the point where you're just like, it's generally affecting your Mental like that, especially when it's supposed to be a thing you're supposed to relax out in the first place. Then it's supposed to just take a step away, or just be no annoying to call it. Because I know, and I, I did. I'm very. I was very guilty of this when I first started playing League Rake. You get into a spiral, just like one more game until you win. Then you realize you're like on like an 11 game losing streak. It's like 3:30 in the morning. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta know when to your losses for the sake of your uh, mental health i think the last time i went on a losing streak i was super positive i was just having fun and i was like okay play t- till we win next thing i know 
I have 17 matches straight lost. And uh, I've been playing for 19 hours and I was like, oh, I think I should just go to bed. I had a good time though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once you get, once you get, into, once you generally get your mentality, and that's why, and I mean, I definitely learned this when I was Iowa State, because I mean, the years I was playing, we obviously didn't a lot, but <laughs> sometimes when you gotta just slow down, take a deep breath, focus in on the things you can control, because I mean, ultimately, and especially in team games like that, you're only what one cog in like a five-person team, like. Yeah. But uh, so just focus on what you can do, what you can do, how you can improve on an individual level, and try your best to work as a team. I mean, obviously, some games you might it's frustrating when you have to play therapist for your mentally unhinged um, teammates. But <laughs> just do do whatever you can do on your end, and try your best to herd your four other sheep. <laughs> whatever yeah, the best way you can I mean just it's just not not taking it like personally and knowing I so one rule I think I remember hearing when I was like I mean obviously I, I, I wanted to like climb so like I had always be like guides and watch guides and all stuff like that mm-hmm. is the 30, 33 33 33 rule 33 so 33% of games you're probably going to lose hard because it's like somebody just gets got the hard, and then 33% of the games will win because you have somebody just getting destroyed the hard, you just roll them as a team. So there's that 33% of games in the middle where you have, they, where what you can do has like a genuine, like real impact of like uh, potentially changing the way the game goes. So if you want to focus on winning that middle 33 as much as possible, you that you definitely will climb overall, which is <laughs> really is kind of kind of weird to think of it that way. But honestly, that honestly kind of well, I think about it, I honestly kind of apply it to team sports and like football as well. It's just like and just focus on what doing my job and helping the best I can to encourage my teammates into doing their jobs well. But ultimately, it is their job and. And they gotta, and they don't do what they do. It's just, I can't, I can't control. It. That's their own battle to fight. But I get, I gotta do, I gotta stay in my lane and do whatever, whatever I can do to help. Because yeah, I mean, and whatever my job might be. I mean, that's just the real. I mean, that's not even just the football thing. That's just a life thing in general. Just yeah, controlling what you can control. If everybody does their job, then you'll be set. But if you don't do your job, then that could throw the whole team off. So if you know, it's definitely good mentality. It's definitely something that I feel like you kind of have to learn through experience. Oh, absolutely. It's it's hard to like just until you actually go through it. It's hard to. I mean, again, it's like something you can read up on all you want, but until you're actually put in that furnace, it's hard to like actually put it into practice. So it's something that helped me a lot which in team sports, obviously, there's a much longer wait. But, like, if, I, if I'm if i in a game where I'm, like, really starting to get shaken up by 
by something, whether it just be like a super intense one where I'm like, you know, really sweating hard or like somebody's just being a big dickhole uh, <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like kind of struggling, struggling to keep either that PMA going or that, uh, or, you know, I just need a breather. I stop and take like a half hour break. I'm like, okay, I can, I can, I can wait. You know, I can regroup. And in team sports, obviously, like you get in football, you get a whole week off, you know, minimum. So I, I feel like that's, that's, that's something that's helped me. I don't know if that'd help anybody else even. Right. Gotcha. But yeah, with that, it was a pleasure talking to you today, Oni. Absolutely, just uh, I, I would say eye-opening because getting to hear people's experiences when, you know, when they haven't told a lot of people is always one of my favorite things to do. Um, with that being said, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to say? Anything you want to plug? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I feel I feel I feel kind of bad about self promoting. Like you 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 offer me, so I'll take you up on it. Um, no, plug away, man. Plug away. Yeah, like I said, um, I recently take up. I recently take up streaming. I uh, I'm I'm gonna try and like iron out a concrete schedule. I think I want to do it like two or three times during the week. And then on the weekends, it'll be a bit of a free-for-all. It's kind of hard to judge because just juggling family stuff. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where my free time will be. I'll try to have it later in the day. Um, games I usually play are, like I said before, I play Overwatch a bunch. I also play a game called Gundam Evolution, which is also similar to Overwatch. Uh, stuff like Engine Impact. Uh, I'm actually, so I, actually, the first game I'm playing exclusively on stream, like I'll, I'll play through it in its entirety on stream. It's a uh, Sonic Frontiers. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Sonic fan. I've been playing this game since like the Genesis when I was like five, six years old. Even though I never had one, so I'd always have to play it at my friend's house. So just a bunch of things like that. My socials are all Oni Moila. It's not hard to find me. I put my name up in Google. You'll probably run into all of them. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the mid socials. And yeah, I'm a pretty open book. If you always view if anyone listening to this or if anything wants to chat me up, I'll be sure to, I'll, I'll at least have the courtesy or respond unless you're looking like a bot. I'm a, I'm a little wary since I had a little episode with my Twitter being hacked by like a coin based scam shit. So I'm a little bit annoyed, but like I, I'm usually, I usually have a pretty good eye of telling people from the bots. So yeah, if you have any questions for me, just hit me up. And I'm always down to chat for whatever reason or purpose. And I also run a personal blog called um, Ogre Chronicle, just talking about my general experiences and whatever insights I might have on various things. And like I said, I was recently writing up a post concerning just luck and the impact it has on our lives. And that will hopefully, I hopefully want to get that out by next week before, because I know I want to, I want to do a post on my trip to uh, and my NYC as well. So I'm trying, I'm trying to rest and get that out of time, because I know if I don't, I'm going to be too occupied with that later. So, 
But yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, Ben. I had a I had a lot of fun talking to the shit with you. I don't think I think it was the first time we've dealt with like an extended space like this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I I only wish that I would have start started recording immediately. I think I started recording maybe five or so minutes into our call because I was all like because I was just waiting for the conversation to reach a point where I was like, all right, let's like let's like get rolling because I'm not trying to keep you all night. Um I've done that to people before. We had a five and a half hour episode one time. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's fair. And our I think our last two were both three. And the only reason that we had to stop was because I had used the restroom both times. <laughs> but yeah, I um yeah, I can't I can't wait to get this episode up and kind of let the world know know your worldview. It was it was a pleasure talking to you. Everything that Oni talked about will be linked in the descriptions of everything that I can. Um, and yeah, I hope that everybody uh, either has or had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And I, I'm not my co-host, Jason. I don't have fancy music, homemade music with credits. So all I can say is uh, roll clones. Roll clones.